Filthy Fam. Welcome back to Unpack Filth. How are we doing? Okay, yes. Awesome. <laughs> See, like how I did that. Welcome back, guys, to Unpack Filth. I am your host, Eve the K, um, Erica, if you guys don't remember. <laughs> and yeah, I'm back. Back out again with you guys. Thank you for coming in meeting with me on this lovely filthy Friday. I am so excited to be here. I'm so hyped to give you guys um an episode, a thought nugget, whatever you want to call it. Um welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're new here, this is Unpacked Filth where we unpack what's wrong with us and typically what's wrong with society and how it impacts us on a micro level. So Join me as we slip into the oddities of life, the contemplations, the, you know, mental massages, if you will. You know, I typically have a co-host, but we are just rocking solo for the time being, and that's cool. I really appreciate you guys uh, slipping with this new format. I hope that Hopefully soon I'll be rejoined, but in the meantime, we're just going to all hang out, kumbaya together, and it's going to be dope. So I just want to check in. Um, I personally have been going through a lot of energy shifts lately. If you guys were keeping up with our social media, I recently turned 30, and that has been... It just feels right, man. I just feel like... In my 20s, I was just floundering like a broke-ass bitch. (laughs) Go back to our finance episode for that reference. But anyway, yeah, floundering like a broke bitch, floundering like a dumb bitch. And, you know, I think that in preparation for my 30s, I was just kind of ready to go into this new chapter in my life and embrace and come into my own with new understanding and excitement for what's to come. I mean, I've been thinking for the last couple of months in this pandemic of what my next move is, what I'm able to do. I've been maximizing a lot of things and trying to make a plan. And I feel really good um, for the most part. I, and I'll just be really candid and and transparent here. I just feel like I'm moving out of that young mindset where everything's kind of fun and fresh and new and scary. I'm moving away from that and I'm kind of getting a handle on it the best way I can. I'm not perfect. However, I do feel this sense of empowerment of knowing that I have a little bit of experience and I think I know a little bit of what I want now. I want love and I want a new uh, adventure as far as where I live and where I um, work or experience life with. I want to, when all this is over, travel and really cross things off of my adult bucket list, if you will. Going to places, doing things when all this is cleared up with the Rona. Hopefully we're on the precipice of something good. I have seen that we're able to, at least in Massachusetts, um, we're able to register for the vaccine slowly but surely. They're trying to get all the um, immunocompromised um, people 
um, vaccinated first, which is great. I have no problem waiting my turn. But in the meantime, I'm just kind of just ready to pounce when they say go, right? I hope that you all are too. I feel like the mental gymnastics is now getting a mental massage, if you will. And what I mean by that is I am kind of relaxing into what is. I had a moment this past week where... I just got fed up. I got fed up with my old patterns and just the decisions that I've made with like people around me that say that they want to be in my life and then don't. And I recognize that I need to be more consistent and, you know, be a little bit better in terms of my social interactions, which I learned that in quarantine, really. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I think that I am ready to move into some new energy and be better and do better and attract things that are better for me in a sense. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> in true Unpack Bill fashion, what are we talking about today? Well, if you've been following us on social media, I sometimes ask you guys um, what you guys want us to record what you guys want to listen to and unpack. Now, I am now a solo medium, so it's mainly just me talking. I will have a guest on, like I said before, fairly soon. But, um, yeah, when I ask the questions of what you guys want to hear, I want to keep it interesting and fun and um, hopefully share some things that I've learned and things that have um, impacted me. So um, the reason why I decided on this topic, one, because you voted for it, and two, what sparked the interest, right, was like I said, I was moving into this new shift in energy and I was like looking around me and I was like, my life is full of like shit, bullshit, people shit, people nonsense, Um, things, things that like, I liked at one point, bought, and I look at it now, and I'm like, why do I have this around, around me? Why do I have so much around me? And I really just got to thinking, I was like, why do I feel the need to like, gather things, things? And it got me into thinking this, um, this topic of hoarding. Now, if you have cable or even have a TV, I don't have either. (laughs) Um, But when I did, there was a show um, called Hoarders. And I mean, it was like the extreme, right? I mean, it was the house where there was usually a whole bunch of animals, namely cats, um, or just like junk everywhere that doesn't make any sense. And you couldn't even walk in the house. You couldn't move. Sometimes they would find like, you know, excrement from people who lived at the house. It was just, a, it's just a gnarly show. So I'm not sure if it still comes on, but it <laughs> definitely entertainment. Um, but then it plugs at your sense of empathy, which we'll get to in later in the show. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking. I was like, I can understand how people become hoarders, but then in my brain, I was thinking, hmm, I know that this is some type of psychological disorder. Um, and I know that with my education and the things that I know, I'm psychology by trade, by not trade, but I'm psychology by um, formal education. So there are concepts that we run into. Uh, however, um, we all in psychology and really a lot of topics that are uh, common in a human condition, we all run into these themes and we all are on some type of a spectrum with it, whether it's like not at all to extreme or somewhere in the middle, or you see something here, something like hoarders and like, huh, I can, I know somebody like that, or I identify with some things when they try to part with their items of life. And you know, you can kind of empathize with it and understand it as something that, like, obviously it could get out of control. So uh, I'm going to pull up on the Googles as we usually do to make sure we're giving accurate information of what is hoarding, um, the act of hoarding. And, okay, so... Hoarding in itself is the collection of things. So hoarding disorder is a persistent difficulty discarding or parting with possessions because of the perceived need to save them. A person with hoarding disorder experiences distress at the thought of getting rid of items. Excessive accumulation of items regarding or regardless of actual value. So in layman's terms, it's just, you have shit, you like collecting things and you can't part with it without having some type of physiological response, whether that is anxiety, whether that's some type of panic or even just, um, a mental turnover. Like, I really don't want to get rid of this. And I've experienced this personally on a small level, um, in my first apartment, and it was my ex-boyfriend at the time because I had a whole bunch of clothing and he was like, you got to like get rid of some stuff. Our closet is only so big, blah, blah, blah. So in, in trying to get rid of clothes, it was almost as if it like pulled at my heartstrings to get rid of said clothes. And yes, like Things have associated memory responses. So you have an item and you think, oh, I remember I wore this to this thing. Um, my situation as well was, well, I can still wear this. I never know when I'm going to need this again. Or, you know, all types of excuses that you make up in your head. And I do remember that physio- physiological response of, this pains me to have to give away. On the flip side, I did have a college roommate who had no problem throwing away things. Like I remember someone sent her a birthday card and instead of holding on to it for months and weeks at a time, she was like, well, my birthday's over. And she (laughs) ripped it up and put it in the trash. And I was just like, you don't want to hold on to it. And she's like, for what? And that is the question. For what? 
for what are we holding these items? And for those of us with, um, I'm going to say, quote unquote, um, healthy brains, right? Because um, not all of us have healthy brains, obviously, but in the terms of um, hoarding and extreme compulsive hoarding, we probably more than likely don't suffer from that in large degree. So I will say for those of us with quote unquote healthy brains and we can logically think through why we want to hoard and um, why it gives us distress to get rid of things, part with items. Um, There are some people that I know personally that are like how I was back in the day, struggling to get rid of things or accumulating things that we feel serve a purpose when they don't. Um, One thing in my research that I came about was there is a um, hierarchy, um, if you will, of hoarding. There is a, um, let's see, there's a list of things that you can go over and find out your type of hoarding. There's five stages of hoarding. So I'm going to read off some of them. Not all of them because we are pressed for time. Okay, so level one um, is probably like you and I. Light amounts of clutter, no noticeable odors. All doors and stairways are accessible. So that means... In hoarding, and if you hoard compulsively, you have things in your home, uh, things that you collect, things that are just there. You might have a lot of it, but it doesn't impact your life. And that's the main thing when you're talking about psychological disorders. If it does not, um, if it does not cause any disruption in your life, then you're kind of on that healthy or normal quote unquote side, right? And then we're just going to go ahead and skip to stage level five, which are those two things included. Um, And like I said, that was level one before. So we're going to skip ahead to level five, the extreme, where you have multiple check marks of these um, symptoms of hoarding, right? You guys aren't ready. Some of this is like gnarly. All right. So pet waste on the floor. Gross. I have a dog. Her poops are gnarly. (laughs) Anyway, Um, evidence of household rodents, um, overflow of garbage cans, dirty food preparation surfaces. That's gross. At least one unusable bathroom or bathrooms or bedroom, overflowing garbage cans, odors throughout the house, no clean dishes or utensils, bugs, more than one blocked exit, at least four or many pets per local regulations, noticeable human feces, guys, that's gross. I mean, The day that I decide to like start shitting in my house and leaving it there and leaving it there to just stare at me, please commit me. Please take me away. I'm not well. Um, 
last one, rotting food on surfaces and inside a non-working refrigerator. The day that I'm shitting in my house (laughs) and have a non-functioning refrigerator for my food, like, come on, bro, like, please, I'm begging you now before it would ever happen, like, take me away by force. I don't, I don't want to live like that. And I'm sure these people who suffer from this disorder don't either deep down, but they're sick or ill. So those were like the the extreme levels of hoarding. Um, There's levels two, three, four, and then of course the fifth one, which we already went over. And I mean, my goodness, it is, it's a really sad situation, but um, in the context of hoarding with you and I, or people that are similar to you and I, um, why do we feel like this need to be surrounded by stuff? That is the million dollar question. Like, why is it a pastime with people to fill their time with going shopping for things? Um, why do we feel like you know, if you have one item, so I have a whole bunch of like makeup brushes, right? I don't, I haven't really bought any makeup brushes in years, but I will buy, you know, five different types of lotion. You know what I mean? And so what is it about us that makes me not want to buy a whole bunch of makeup brushes, but a whole bunch of lotions or a whole bunch of like the same top. Uh, I was hanging out and I know I'm, you guys got to bear with me. I am, I probably have undiagnosed ADD. So if you're following with me every time I record, thank you. But, um, (laughs) I was out with a friend this past weekend and he was, I was in the store And I picked up an item and he was like, don't you have something like that already? And in my brain, I was like, you're such a guy. Like, no, I don't have anything like this. But I mean, I do have a few, it was a kimono, a few kimonos um, in my wardrobe that I wear. And so (laughs) what makes us want to buy an excess of lotion and kimonos and whatever the fuck else when... I mean, it's not going to be unpacked filth with E with a K unless I don't get a little morbid. But I mean, honestly, you can't take it with you. (laughs) It comes to a point where you have all these things and then you die and then like your family members have to get rid of your shit. And then you're like, fuck. (laughs) Well, first you're like, fuck, I'm dead. But then you're like, damn, I feel bad. And they're going to find like, all my shit and have to deal with it. So I feel like there's something within us intrinsically for some of us, I guess, that has this attachment to things. And in this pandemic, I feel like a lot of us have maybe shifted some perspective and realized that these things when we're locked in our house in quarantine or at work, like they just serve as a placeholder. 
maybe, I don't know, not an expert, but that's my thought process at least. They're a placeholder for, you know, experiences that we have or remember that we had or we they're a placeholder for company. I mean, I feel like it's literally like you're just surrounded by things. And the flip side of that is like, yes, you get things that like express your personality, right? But what does that all mean? So we're going to unpack this very briefly. I promise this episode won't be too long. Um, It is just me again. So stay tuned, lean in, and we'll be right back. Filthies. Yeah, I too would prefer it if I don't sing, but it's in my veins and I must, and I am just a singing machine, I guess. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. So, gun to your head. No, no, no. Let's get this more dramatic. Your stuff is on fire. Your house is on fire. And you have to grab two things. What do you grab? What is the two things? I almost said one thing. What is the two things besides people? Okay, we're just talking about things. Your things are on fire. Everybody you love is safe. What do you grab? What do you grab? What do you get? What is the one thing you're like, I must save this or I'll be in despair that I never grabbed it? (sighs) Let's all just think about this. Um, and again, all the things, or sorry, all the people that you care about are, are saved. And pets. We'll say pets, because I would personally grab Hayes, my dog. Um, we'll come back to that, because I personally have to think about it. I don't know if there's anything that I would grab. So I guess for me off the dome, right? None of the stuff is so important that I would save it in a burning building. <laughs> um, I think I would try to grab my birth certificate and social security card. And if I can combine those two, then I would... I was going to say my passport, but I can just get another one of those, I guess. Yeah, it's all fucking replaceable, bro. I don't know about you. Um, Yeah, in my house, in my room right now, there's nothing that I would. So what would you grab? Think to yourself, what would you grab? Now, there's two ways that I want to think about this, right? Um... On the one hand, your stuff, like I said before, is a reflection of you. Like the things that you buy, the things that are given to you, the things that you want are in essence part of something within you that wanted to have it. So it's expressed in the physical world. Um, and I guess for me... I think that's cool. You know what I mean? Anything that is of interest to you, the things that kind of make you tick and get you through the day or whatever, 
you surround yourself with those things. So I have, like I've mentioned in past episodes, my witchy shit, my altar, um, you know, (laughs) ironically, things to burn, um, my crystals, whatever. Then I have my plants, and then I have, like I said, my makeup, and then I have an abundance of clothes, my skates, things that are kind of cool and important to me that when you come into my room, you'll say, wow, this is who you are, (laughs) in essence, right? And then on the other hand, it's just like, why are we surrounding ourselves with things? What is it about the things that make us comfortable? So I want to say that when thinking about hoarders, the people who struggle with a a disorder, um, if you've watched the show, I mean, aside from it being unsafe, um, well, I'll say, in coupled with the fact that they're in, in an unsafe environment and they need to be removed from the house a lot of t- the times, like I said, we're dealing with like bacteria, rodents, you know, feces, uh, 1970s items, who knows what's in those, PCP, I don't know. <laughs> um you know, you have those things in the house and so they have to remove the person and they they freak out a lot of times. They have to be removed from their things and they associate those things with something deep inside of them. And so a lot of the show with Unpacked Filth is we kind of tie it to being people of color. Um, I'm, you know, Black. E with a C is um, Puerto Rican. And it kind of ties to our upbringing, I think. Just marinating. Growing up, we definitely had a lot of items. We had big Christmases. I mentioned that in the past. Um, And even now to this day, like, I don't really like Christmas for the gifts. Like, I've made a point to my parents and my family members specifically. Like, I don't really want things for holidays. I just want to spend time with them or to have experiences or to donate things to those who need it. Um, And we learn in this American system that like times like Christmas, which was came about for a variety of different reasons, but I think like um, back in the day, they didn't go shopping like we do now. They, from my research, um, looked at a good old Sears or Macy's catalog and got things shipped to them that they needed, like new clothes, a new dress, a new pair of shoes, a new pair of pants, whatever. And only when they truly needed it would they buy it. You know, a thing of abundance, excessiveness, I would say. I don't want to use the word abundance. Um excessiveness and things came later in our pop culture and so with the rise of shopping malls and you know towns where you could go shopping people accumulated 
things. And then you have Christmas, where it was the one day of the year where you could get the things that you wanted. And for the kids, all the toys that you wanted. And, you know, if you want to do that, if you're a parent, that's cool. Um, Some of my best memories are Christmas, so not knocking that. But when you sit back and think about it, it trains us, programs us to want things. And I don't know. I think it has repercussions. So those are two lenses you can think about it. You can think of it in terms of expression or you could think about it in terms of capitalism and that shit that we always talk about in this show. So what does that have to do with us? Like, why is this important? Well, like I said, in quarantine, we all were just, you know, surrounded by our things. If you weren't around family, you had your things to keep you company. And what's the main thing that people wanted to do? They wanted to get out and socialize or we wanted to get out and, you know, go shopping or go eat. We missed our lives. And you know, I don't know about you, but <laughs> I got to a point where I was just like, this shit around me doesn't really mean anything. And so with hoarding, why do we still collect things? Why do we have 10 million t-shirts? I have so many questions and there's only one person. There's me. And you're probably thinking about this too, if you're listening. Of course you're listening because we're dope, but, um, I would say in pandemic, we realized like, well, all I got really is myself and my shit and I can connect with people on social media. And so you're just surrounded by stuff and we missed the experiences. We missed being out there in the world. So if you're like me and you're an introvert and yeah, being at home is cool, (laughs) but you miss those social interactions to a certain degree because I'm an introvert. And after a while, I'm just like, all right, you guys got to get the fuck out of my face. But there was a part of me that that really wanted to experience things with people again. And with hoarding, hoarding stuff, it doesn't really save us in, in the end, right? So it's really interesting about hoarders, right? In these five stages, in these progressions of hoarding. Um, one concept that I came across is a quote. It says, money is meant not for hoarding, but for using. The aim of life should be to use it in, a, in the right way, to spend as much as we can lawfully spend, both upon ourselves and others. And sometimes it is better to do this in our lifetime when we can see that it is well spent than to leave it to the chance spending of those that come after us. So in this example of money, we 
of course, think of money as something that we have to save, we have to have for X, Y, and Z purposes in the future. But with that being said, if you really think about it, the money, if you're not using it to propel yourself forward or to use it for experiences or to do things, if we're not using it for actions, then it really serves no purpose other than to sit there in our bank account waiting to be done with, spent, gone away. And I feel like these people who suffer from this mental illness aside, like I said, people with healthy brains need to think about the things that are around us that that are not useful, that don't serve a purpose other than to sit there on a shelf or to sit in the closet. You get where I'm going? Like, yes, we wear clothes, but we all have that piece of clothing that we wear religiously and that we're just going to wear every single day. Then you have that thing in the back of your closet. You don't really know why you have it. It's just there, just in case. The money is in your bank account, just in case. The thing is on your shelf, just in case. I have a fifth bottle of lotion just in case I want to smell like, you know, amber honey one day instead of like succulent rose or something. Those are shit that I made up. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of using it for the purpose that it is for, which is to money, propel you forward lotion to moisturize your skin and nothing else maybe smell good (laughs) and so filthies what I want to say in this episode is think about the things that are surrounding you and how you're using it are they just sitting there or are you hoarding it for no other purpose other than to say that you have it what are you using your items around you for and that even goes to people some some people some you know like to hoard people's time they want to take up all your time for no reason other than to just be in your face they have nothing else better to do they could utilize their time the other person could utilize their time but they're just taking up that space and not propelling forward, not using it. And so, you know, I'm hippy-dippy. I'm E with a K. (laughs) Um, Let us think about the things that we want, why it's there, and what can we use it for? How is this going to better our experience? And so if you have a relatively healthy brain, even if it's a little unhealthy sometimes, relatively healthy, you have the ability to think about these things and contextualize it in a way that serves your best interest, okay? So next time you think about wanting to pass the time and you're like, I want to go shopping, Maybe you just want to pass the time doing something that 
propels you forward or inspires you or allows you to express yourself. I mean, if we're going to go deeper here, and this is just, I mean, I don't know if this is deep, but when you want to go shopping and you want to get things, like I said, your things express who you are. Maybe what you're wanting to do is use your time to express yourself. Maybe. What do you guys think? Are you a hoarder? Are you a hoarder of things? Are you a hoarder of money? Are you a hoarder of time? What are you hoarding? If your house is on fire and everybody is safe, what things do you get? If the answer is nothing, then maybe you have something to think about. Hmm. Now, some people have possessions that they love. Some people are painters. They would grab their canvases. Or they would grab the pictures that they've painted themselves. They would grab their art. But if you think about it, why are you grabbing that art? Why are you grabbing that thing? Because, in my opinion, it might be something that you cannot duplicate. It might be something that, in that one moment of time, you were able to express yourself. So, in my take, how I see hoarding for just run-of-the-mill people, not necessarily someone with a disorder, right? I think that we're chasing some type of expression here. We're chasing or wanting something that represents us and we want that to surround us. And maybe that is why we grow attachments to things when it's not really the things that we want. It's the experience, it's the expression or the love. Who knows? So, This has been Unpacked Filth. I unpacked some things. I had a lot of questions, but I'm going to leave it to you guys. So thank you for tuning in with me once again on this Filthy Friday. I appreciate you guys. Um, Leave me some feedback, of course, in social media. Um, We're at Unpacked Filth on Instagram. We're unpackedfilth at gmail.com for any questions or interactions that you want to have with us. Uh, And yeah, guys, I really, really hope to see you guys next week where we will talk about another fun topic and unpack what's wrong with us until next time. Thank you once again. And um, oh, yes, I deactivate. No, I didn't deactivate. I... I logged out of my social media. So you can send a message to my DMs on Instagram. However, I won't get it because I logged the fuck out. I'm over it. So uh, I'll log back in eventually. But I am on our um, Unpacked Filth stuff. So just reach out to me there. And until next time, love you guys. Bye.